Welcome back, everyone, to Web3 Weekly, the most relatable and reliable Web3 technology podcast in the nation. In today's episode, I am lucky enough to be joined with Brandon and Brett from Handcash. Handcash is all about like revolutionizing the way we use microtransactions and everything within apps and many different platforms with crypto. Um, and today, I want I want to have them on the podcast today so they can explain how you can use Handcash in your everyday life and how it's changing the way we use many different platforms, especially inside of crypto. So without further ado, Brandon and Brett, welcome to the show, and I'm happy I'm able to sit down with you. Thanks for having us, Michael. Yeah. Happy no to be problem. here. <laughs> happy you all uh, were able to join me. I know, uh, Brett, you're on vacation right now, and you're taking some time out of your vacation to, to join the podcast today. But I just want to kind of start with learning more <laughs> Uh, about you all and uh first i, I kind of just want to learn about maybe one of your roles or both of your roles um kind of path and journey throughout business and maybe some of your entrepreneurial ventures so if you all could kind of explain maybe your origin story of what led you to where you are now uh that'd be great yeah sure um i learned about bitcoin back in uh 2012 2013 um dabbled in it a little bit and you know I, I always had this interest about it you know I was never <clears throat> I was never a heavy investor but I was always very interested in, in you know the use cases and and what could come out of it and uh, you know I kept my eye on it all through high school eventually I went to university for computer science and it kind of fell off my radar for a bit and then back in uh, you know near the end wrapping up my my last semester I started to get back into it, and eventually, after graduating, I, uh, I started working for a Bitcoin ATM company, and I was technical support for them, and, you know, I was helping them uh, with the software, helping, you know, clients directly, you know, kind of like a, a sales support capacity uh, to get them, their machine set up and working. Uh, as... <clears throat> As that was happening, I was following the the whole Bitcoin split debate um, between Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, and then eventually Bitcoin SV. And I was very interested in, in those specifically because they were um, the ones focused on actual utility. And so eventually I went to a conference. I met up with Alex Agu, which is my CEO. Uh, they just had a simple beta wallet at the time. And, uh, and I asked him uh, if I could have a job. And um, it was... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know, about four months later, uh, he ended up hiring me on board. I did support for a little while, uh, and then I went into a full-time uh, sales uh, slash developer support role there. So I've been working there for over three years now, three or four years now, and we've seen the product grow from, uh, from just a, a simple beta uh, crypto wallet to something that's much, much more. And uh, we're really excited to, to show that off today. 
Awesome. Awesome. Well, uh, it, it's interesting to learn more about like kind of your journey and how you got to where you are, especially with the many different jobs you might have worked. But um, I guess we can switch it over to Brett. Brett, do you mind to uh, explain your origin story of how you got here? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I'm here in vacation in Cancun with my mom, dad and children. So I'm at a very cool part of my life right now where I've been coming to this area since I was a kid. Uh, now I get to bring my children and my wife for the very first time. Um, so I'm, I'm really blessed and thankful for that. Uh, I guess, you know, I've always been someone who, even from the time I was really young, I, um, you know, I, I had a voracious appetite for learning and, um, and, um, you know, I, I also was someone who a lot of times when, you know, a teacher or a confidant would tell me an answer to a question I had, they would say something like, you know, well, that's just the way it is, or that you just have to, you just have to trust us or something like that. And that never satisfied me. I needed to understand the nitty gritty behind everything. And, um, and so as a result, you know, I followed my own path through a lot of my learning journey. Um, you know, and I have a little bit of like abilities where, you know, I have difficulty with remembering things and, um, and a lot of that stuff. So I had to, uh, I had to build workarounds for how, how it made most sense for me to learn. And, um, and, uh, so, you know, long story short, at one point, uh, I came upon, um, you know, this book that was called The Creature from Jekyll Island. Uh, I don't know if either of you, but, um, but it's a fabulous story that tells details the creation of the Federal Reserve for the United States. And, um, and up until then, you know, I hadn't really ever thought too much about money itself. You know, I always knew just I didn't have enough of it. Nobody ever had enough of it. Uh, but I never really, you know, um, thought about money as a construct or as a concept or what, what made money, et cetera. Um, and that, that, um, that story really put um, that into perspective for me because, you know, the backdrop of, of um, you know, uh, gold backed or, you know, a gold standard for money where, you you know, you, paper notes could be redeemed for their gold equivalents and then that having been removed. And now we just have this, you know, full on just paper voucher system where basically somebody says this is a hundred. Why? Well, you know, um, what it does is it, it, uh, by having this, this voucher system of fiat money that is made by government decree, it, um, it really, uh, it, um, it, it creates a, a kind of a, uh, you know, a very tentative, uh, ground for, for everything, because as the finances or as the money uh, system shifts, you also have a shift in everything that's related to that, which all consumer indexes and all of that stuff. Um, so I became very interested in that concept and uh, learned about Bitcoin not too much longer after that, but but didn't really understand it. Um, and then and then uh, circled back to understanding Bitcoin. You know, in the in the past three years, um, joined Handcash uh, last year and uh, have been. Um, been you know trying to to continue to learn every day since 
Awesome. Well, uh, even it, it's cool to learn your story as well. And uh, <laughs> even though you are on vacation, I'm happy you're able to make it. And the connection might be going in and out a little bit, but I, I think everyone will be able to hear like the the bulk of what you're trying to say about how you got interested into like the monetary system and everything like that. And with hand cash, uh, that's kind of maybe another reason why you got interested in hand cash because your your view of the monetary system. But um, can you talk more about maybe your like difficulties of learning at the beginning of your life and stuff like that? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, uh, you know, I guess as a very young kid, I was maybe nine years old or something like that, but was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder. And, um, and I, so I, I, I remember being prescribed R- Ritalin. I was in fourth grade and, and, uh, and, um, you know, I had to leave my, my class suddenly, you know, I'm in, I'm in speaking with doctors and they're telling me that, you know, that I have, um, you know, this problem with how I learn and stuff. And, you know, as a result, I have to leave, uh, I have to leave my classroom at a certain time and take this, uh, this <laughs> Ritalin and, and, um, you know, it, for me, you know, you're just such a kid at that age, you know, you barely, uh, know how to tie your shoes, you know, and then suddenly someone's telling you, you know, no one else in your class has to do this, but you have to go do it because there's a problem with your brain or something, you know? And, um, and so it really like, it's, it started me on this journey of, okay, you know, I'm a little bit different than everyone else. I have a different learning journey and learning path. Um, <clears throat> but you know, at first you just want to blend in with, with all your friends, you know, but as I became older, I started to embrace it. And, and it's, it's something that I've, as I've fully embraced it, it's something that's become, you know, a signature of who I am. So, you know, uh, just, just, uh, you know, willing to be willing to stand out on my own, willing to stand against something that other people stand for, um, as long as I, as long as I believe it, you know, um, and it really, I feel like it gives me a sense of individuality that I'm very thankful for. Yeah, that, that's, that's very important, especially you under, it's, it's admirable to see that, like you understood that you were different, but you didn't like shy away from that. You realized, Hey, I'm different, but I can still outwork people. I can still learn the same. I don't have to be a normal person to do normal things, if that makes sense. And it's pretty cool to see just because if you go out of your comfort zone, you can create something great and uh, create something cool. And that's what you're doing right now with hand cash. But um, I, I want to start maybe the intro of hand cash and kind of learning the the basics of that and what you, what you all are doing and why you all are here. Um, so Brandon or Brett, do you all mind to kind of introduce hand cash and what are your all's roles with hand cash? Yeah, I can, I can answer that. Um, you know, when I started with hand cash, I didn't really know what the direction was. Uh, I had no idea what the plan was. I just knew I liked the product. I liked the branding. I liked the feel and I liked the founders. So, um, you know, when I approached Alex and asked to work for him, uh, eventually 
uh, I did start working for them, and then I, I started to understand a bit more of their, their grand vision for everything. And uh, the idea was to create a extremely user-friendly wallet, something that, uh, like a Bitcoin wallet that you could recommend to anybody. You could recommend to your grandma or your cousins or whoever, right? Um, some, something that the everyday person could use without really worrying too much about, okay, well, this is crypto and I have to learn all this. Um, we wanted to, you know, they wanted it to be simple for everybody. Um, but something on top of that is they, they saw a uh, real utility behind, uh, behind the technology. They wanted to enable, um, a new form, a new form of money, a new form of payments on the internet. You know, not just this, this speculative markets, um, or just you know sending back and forth to people to pay for things. But the idea was that you know the this this money is so programmable that you can actually start embedding these into other technologies. You can start embedding these payments into apps. You can start embedding these payments into games, and so. Um, you know, instead of the traditional way of, okay, well, I deposit $10 with my credit card into this app and I get, you know, 100 diamonds or whatever. Um, the idea is that you bring your money to the table, you bring your money to that game, uh, and you can spend five cents, you can spend 10 cents or a dollar um, without having to you know, process a credit card transaction, pay 30 cents plus 3%. And, you know, um, all of the expensive, slow and limited features of the credit card uh, basically disappear with this technology. And so our, our goal was to make it so easy to use uh, that people would... With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, Motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. We're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Choose to use it over the, uh, the traditional credit card route. Awesome. Well, um, with hand cash, I know like in our, in our prior conversation, how it uses like crypto with small transactions on many different, uh, like developments and many different games and stuff like that. Can you kind of give an example for like how a user can use hand cash and why they should instead of like other payment platforms? For sure. For sure. Um, so what, you know, with Handcash, you have uh, you have a wallet, um, and with that wallet, you can connect to. Uh, I think we have about twenty-five to thirty different apps and games, and that's growing. and And the more we grow that, the bigger our network effect grows. It's just it's just more and more uh, for the user to enjoy and experience. 
Um, but the idea is that uh, when you have a Handcash wallet and you want to join a new app, uh, you just have to do one click. It's, it's You connect to this app, you give that app permissions, and then when you go inside that app, you're immersed uh, and your wallet is there for you. And so if you need to, if you want to tip a creator five cents from within the app, um, your wallet's connected to that app and, and everything's embedded. So, you know, I'm used to selling this to clients, used to selling this like, hey, integrate this into your app. So what I tell them is uh, you you create your own experience all of the all of the ui all of the um user experience that's all defined by you we're just in the background processing those payments and we're giving your users an experience where they can take that money and move it anywhere they want when a user brings money to your platform it's not locked into your platform you're not custodying that money um, so it just it enables a lot of flexibility and it also breaks down those barriers where a user might come to a website and say, oh, $10, I don't want to give this website $10, but you know, they'd probably more be more than happy to give that website 10 cents a hundred different times, right? And it's the same thing, right? So um, it's all about just, just breaking down those barriers and, 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 and cutting out the friction uh, with money on the internet. Yeah, and that, that, that makes a lot of sense just because if a user is able to, if there's like a pop-up uh, and someone can just see something or spin the wheel again or something like that for 10 cents and it's instant, people people are going to do that if they know how to do it and it's seamless. So uh, that, might, that makes sense why Handcash is doing that. Um, what are some of the most like popular ways people are using Handcash and maybe like what are the most like transactions that Handcash is seeing? I think since the beginning of the year, we've seen probably around 10 million transactions uh, go through our platform. And, uh, you know, one of our most exciting apps, I mean, we have a lot of exciting apps. Uh, so wouldn't I wouldn't single out anyone, but uh, Haste stands out. Uh, Haste Arcade stands out particularly because uh, they're using, they're really taking advantage of these person-to-person payments and these uh, split payments. So what Haste Arcade does is they have uh, they have users play a video game, and it's an arcade-style game. So there's a leaderboard for each uh, for each different game. There's there's a set of leaderboards, and so when the user comes to that game, they choose what leaderboard they want to play on. So that could be a penny, five cents, all the way up to a hundred dollars. Uh, and then whenever they score on that leaderboard. Um, their score stays up there. And so anytime a future player comes to play that game on that leaderboard, the money that they're spending to play the game, it doesn't actually go to haste. It doesn't go directly to haste. That money is actually split across everybody that's on the leaderboard as soon as they go to play the game. So if you score high on the leaderboard and there's a bunch of people playing that game after you, your wallet's just getting flooded with transactions. You're making you're making money every day um, because you scored high in the past, and and that's that's really cool, and that's really not something you could do with the traditional um, credit card system because uh, it's you know it's impossible to to get those small transactions. But but even just pay, paying one person to another uh, is not possible either. And then on top of that. 
splitting a single payment to a hundred different people um, is also is also fairly novel. So the reason I, I'm I'm talking about Haste is because they're really executing on every single one of our value propositions, being able to split payments, being able to settle payments instantly, uh, and being able to send payments from user to user. Yeah. That, that I think that's that's very new and very cool. I think a lot of or obviously with 10 million transactions, a lot of people already want that. But um like talking about the way it splits transactions and like they're instant to many different users, that's something that's really never seen just because with regular games, you just like you said, you input a credit card and you you get like gems or some type of virtual like video game currency. Um, mm-hmm. or just like tokens and with this you're using like real money usd usdc um can you kind of explain like what type of currencies you use with hand cash and also like how can a user like set up their hand cash wallet sure sure um yeah so uh, we we've always been uh on we, we started out on bitcoin cash and eventually, at one point, Bitcoin Cash um, split into two chains. It was Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV. Um, we went with the Bitcoin SV route, and strictly because we saw, okay, this was a a vision that would actually scale to what our vision requires it to scale to. And so um, we, we ended up picking Bitcoin SV because it, it is the only blockchain that enables this sort of scale. Uh, we have looked at others. We have looked around. Um, we, you know, we're not partial to any, but uh, Bitcoin SV just works better, like magnitudes better than than anything we've seen. So, um, for that reason alone, that's why we're using them. And uh, and actually, something that's really exciting is within the next month. We're going to be tokenizing um, USDC, a popular stablecoin by Circle. We're going to be tokenizing that on top of uh, of Bitcoin SV, and so we'll be able to get that same performance, uh, the same speed, that instant settleability. Uh, we're going to get all of that, but using um, using a currency people are familiar with and maybe a bit more comfortable using. Got it. Got yeah. it. And especially since, since USDC is, I would I like in my opinion that it's definitely more comfortable and or at least more people know about it. Can you kind of talk about what Bitcoin SV is for any listener that might not exactly understand what that is? I could do um, a couple words on Bitcoin SV because the reason why I wanted to comment about it is because it sort of relates to what I was talking about before about, you know, having a different path than everyone else. Um, so, you know, when I, when I first found out about Bitcoin SV and, and if you just do a Google search of Bitcoin SV, you know, um, it's pretty much the black sheep of like the entire digital asset community. I mean, um, there are legitimate, like, like basically coins out there that are called like, uh, buy my scam coin, you know, like buy my Ponzi coin that are just straight up full transparency we are a scam we are fraud and those coins are totally fine to the community people don't mind that but but as soon as you start talking about bitcoin sv they're like oh no 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 no. you guys are the you guys are uh the devils in disguise um 
So, so, you know, when I first started learning about it, I thought, oh, well, let me do a Google search on it, you know, and, and I, and I heard all these bad things about it. Oh, it's, it's the only one that's like a legit true scam. They're going to get you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so, but just like I was telling you before, when I learned something, you know, like, like a, just because we said so isn't good enough for me, you know, but I will take, you know, their, their considerations into, you know, um, you know, or their points into consideration. But as I started learning about it, I realized, wow, this, this isn't a scam at all. This is in fact, the only one that actually works with, with the, you know, in the true um, original kind of way that, that uh, Bitcoin was set up. Um, and, and so, yeah, it, it uses the UTXO model, which uh, it's the, you know, the unspent transaction model. So, that differs from what you would call an account-based system. So when Brandon was talking about, um, you know, that money, when, when, a, when, you know, let's say there's a hundred people on the Haste Arcade leaderboard and, uh, and somebody pays a penny to, jo- to, to play the game, that penny is instantly split among those hundred people. But the nice part is, is for accounting purposes and things that are very, very important for entrepreneurs and businesses that that penny never enters into any account. Um, it's not held by, by the partner business. Um, they don't have to, you know, so they don't need, like uh, Brandon said, it's non-custodial. They don't need a custody agreement. So all of these things that you, you don't think about when you think of, uh, you know, web three and stuff, a lot of times, you know, the, the primary value proposition when you're talking about it, Oh, what does the asset do? Oh, you just hold it. And then the price of it goes up and then you sell it later. And, you know, like that's, that's what it does, you know, but, um, but in this case, you know, you, you actually see that there's all these things that, are only possible by by a system that can truly operate at scale and the ability to execute micropayments. Um, so paying things like a hundredth of a penny, a thousandth of a penny, you know, this isn't possible on any other, you know, account-based model. It, it truly requires an unspent transaction output model, which is what was designed in the original Bitcoin white paper. Um, and, you know, that that is is you know for for the reasons why Brandon explained earlier um one of the one of the primary reasons why bitcoin sv is the um is the infrastructure that we chose now that being said you know that there's always a social element to everything and and bitcoin sv um it it's uh, you know, if you if you listen to some circles, you know, Bitcoin SV is set to absorb the entire digital asset economy. So, you know, five years from now, uh, you know, just like there used to be a dogfood.com, you know, and eventually the dogfood.com uh, fell in the web in the um in the original dot com crash, and the only one that survived was the only one Amazon.com that can actually that actually had a scalable business model. You know, well, similarly, you know, we may be living in a time when, you know, a lot of these um a lot of these uh ICO coins are gonna collapse. And of course, the only ones that are gonna stick around 10 years from now are the ones that are truly able to meet market needs in a nimble enough way that that no other asset including the US dollar or other fiat assets are capable of doing and and you know that that is that bitcoin sv you know still left to be determined but at the very least it provides the infrastructure to enable these tools and and what we've done um at with handcash is we've just used the tooling to just build a a stablecoin solution on top of it because what we found was you know customers were saying 
uh, you know, they buy a dollar's worth of Bitcoin SV, but then the price goes down a little bit. And when they go in their account, it looks like 95 cents is in there. And they think, well, well, how did I lose five cents? Who stole five cents from me? You know, <laughs> and and in reality, they don't realize, well, this is a variable, uh, you know, it's it's variable against the dollar. So some days it goes up, some days it goes down. I used to, you know? work, uh, I used to work support and people would email me saying, who stole five cents from my wallet? Yeah, exactly. They legitimately thought we were stealing money from their wallets just because of the price fluctuation. Yeah, so so for that reason, people earning in a stablecoin makes a lot of sense. The other reason why is because if you truly think that a digital asset is going to like go up to the moon, you know, like let's say you're going to become a millionaire because you hold this asset, then would you really be spending it in an arcade? Maybe not, you know, like because you're thinking, well, I can't spend my life in my life's inheritance, you know. So whereas if you tokenize a dollar on top of it, then nobody has to worry: is the dollar going to go up or down? Everybody knows it's going to crash to the floor. That's all it's been doing <laughs> for the past thirty years. So yeah, get rid of those dollars as soon as possible. They're like, you know. Uh, they're 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 short a bottom. <laughs> yeah, and with stable coins, uh, especially with what hand cash does, stable coins are very important. Um, like, can you talk about maybe how the USDC kind of switch and add on is going, and like, what's your all's goal with maybe future stable coins? Are you thinking about adding more or like other types of stable coins in the future? Well, um, the USDC is. Uh, you know, the reason we chose that is just because they're the most prominent, but they're also the most reputable. Um, at USG, you know, Circle's done a really good job at building up their reputation. And, and you know, we really trust them as a company. Uh, we've been partnered. We actually partnered with them um, over a year ago to to help us enable our, our uh, top up. So, you know, our app in our app, it's, it's very important. Everybody's got accessibility uh, to this. So. We, we worked with Circle uh, over a year ago to get credit card top-ups in the app. And with credit card top-ups, we're, we're actually right now, um, it's we're allowing the user to buy USDC, but we're converting it into BSV. So we've actually been doing that for a while now. Um, but now with the newest integration of USDC, we don't even need to do that swap. We can, we can just use leverage Circle directly for those in-app top-ups and um, and it's just, it's very easy. Uh, but the other, the other really cool thing uh, that we're excited about with, with our USDC support is that there are, uh, there are about 10 other blockchains that support USDC, uh, which we're going to be uh, having a certain level of interoperability with. And by that, I mean, um, if you have, USDC in a Phantom wallet on Solana or in a Polygon wallet or, you know, any of these other blockchains uh, that support USDC, you can actually deposit that directly in the hand cash um, fairly instantly. And in the same, um, the same out, you can, you can withdraw it back out into those ecosystems. So we're really opening the doors to all these other ecosystems and, uh, and you know we've had we've had this reputation with BSV as being closed off from the rest of the crypto community, um, but we're opening those doors back up and saying, hey, if you have USDC from another chain, come try us out. You know, we just we just care about giving everybody a good experience. You know, we're we're uh, we're looking to 
include everybody in what we're doing. And yeah, so you know, I, I, the more doors we have open, the better. No, exactly. Just like what what you just said. The more the more you do, the more doors sorry you have open, the better. Just because inside the crypto community, a lot of people become jaded against maybe the Polygon versus ETH or the ETH maxis versus the Bitcoin mm -hmm. maxis or whatever. And the more you kind of look at it, it's kind of dumb. Just because if we're if we come if we become decisive in this space, um, we're we're not going to get anywhere. If like the space is already like small enough to where if we don't come together, really, it's just becoming even smaller. And with Handcash, if you're able to add on many different blockchains and many different wallets to use different types of currencies with inside of Handcash, not only will it help customers, it will also help you grow uh, your user base because you're going to be able to get everyone from all the other all the platforms but um talking about you kind of just mentioned the future plans of hand cash and stuff so obviously this is a business this is a development this is a something that has logical use cases um we since i i do want to learn kind of like the intricate details of it so since this is a business like can you kind of explain how you're helping the user and why a user should use hand cash and then after that how you all like profit and make money to be able to sustain or sustain your business. Yeah. Do you want me to take that one? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, to, to just really quickly, it's going to be hard to summarize everything, but I'll try to touch on some of the key points. Um, you know, the first point is that, uh, you know, we have developed this product called the Connect SDK. And uh, SDK stands for the Software Development Kit. Um, essentially, what that means is that, you know, we have uh, entrepreneurs, we have app developers uh, building building apps. In fact, Brandon has uh, experience building his own apps. Um, one of the most popular hand cash apps was developed by Brandon. It's called the Pay Pistol. And I'll just really quickly highlight what it does and invite people to join. Um, you know, uh, Pay Pistol is an, is an app that allows um, me to go onto my social media feeds and maybe I say, I give some people some criteria. I say, okay, like and retweet my tweet, uh, my post, um, you know, follow me, follow Brandon, follow Handcash, and, uh, and you know, and then uh, comment in the post with your handle. And I'll, I'll pay everyone. We call it a pew pew uh, because you're pew pewing little pennies to people, you know. So, um, so just similarly to how we would do in the Haste Arcade. Uh, you know, we, we do this all the time and what you have is this organic growth, right? There's, um, and, and the people, yes, you know, people, you know, sometimes when you get, do these giveaway posts and stuff, you're worried that maybe somebody might try to abuse it or somebody might try to open two accounts or something like that. But if they do, really all they're earning is a penny anyway. So it's a lot of work to try to earn like, you know, a penny from me. Um, and and at the end of the day, if they want to do that, hey, it's not, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it, you know. But but what it does is, so so you kind of like lose this, this um, instinct to try to have these bot attacks just by the fact that it's such a little amount that it's not really even worth it for someone to create a bot. And, um, and, uh, and so what you have is this organic kind of community that is sharing information and, uh, and, you know, broadcasting things to their friends, to each other. And, uh, and it's all connected back by this one app, this product, this hand cash product, pew, pew, uh, the pay pistol. And, um, 
and it's it's it just creates excitement you know like uh people can actually begin to earn so th- that's the big thing is that you know for us it's like yeah you can try to uh buy some crypto and hopefully you buy the right one and hopefully it goes up you know but there the, the other side of it is you can try to earn some right like and um and you know so we we give people uh there within the hand cash ecosystem there's lots of ways for people to do that but more than that there's also a, an emerging uh developer community they're building apps that are saying you know like i don't know if you remember back in the day but like one of the only ways that apps could really monetize was you know try to sell your app on the app store or something like that you know um there, there's they're always struggle this struggle for okay i have this great idea i have the ability to code it up but how do i actually translate this into something that can earn me some money so that i can move on to the next project and try, try to continue to build utility and value for for um, my creator community and and so the software developer kit the connect sdk it it does exactly that um and then brandon and i within our capacity as the account manager team and the sales team for handcash you know we're here to guide you every step of the way so um what i like to say is it's five lines of code that that enables um you know uh payments right within your app um and so and and if you think that your app is is prime for some some web3 upgrades etc you can literally do it in less than a weekend you know with, with only a couple hours of of um of uh coding you can just get uh hand crash integrated users can log into your system with their hand cash ids um you know so you can have single login so just just i could go to uh brandon's website and log in with my hand cash and then i can go over to uh michael's website and log in with my hand cash right so um so it just it just cleans everything up uh, makes it very simple to to begin to earn, and it adds this unique utility. We can offer uh, digital assets, NFTs, etc. Um, that's that's all something that we can that we can support you with as well. Um, and uh, and then you know, like just like anything, it it takes a viral. Uh, a lot of times, you know, it takes a viral explosion for something new to emerge, and and we're here to give uh, creators the tools to 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 do exactly that. Got it. Yeah. So um, obviously there's a massive uh, help with the developers of saying, and there's almost like no reason why developers wouldn't be interested in adding hand cash. And I can see, uh, I think the, the listeners can see as well how important it is to add this other payment system to their application or their website, just because um, it's just another source of income for a lot of these companies. And talking about income, I kind of want to wrap this episode up learning about how you all kind of sustain yourself and how you all uh, like in, or make revenue, if that makes sense. Yeah, so we um, we charge um, very small fees on uh, on top ups, um, really, really just enough to sustain the top ups. Uh, so you know it, it is it is a driver still of uh of revenue for us uh, but it's not our main driver uh, our main driver of revenue is uh, actually we're launching our new pricing model uh, this march and that will be charging developers um directly for the payment infrastructure and so uh the pricing model to get into specifics we're going to be charging half a penny per transaction and if you're um doing a transaction that's under a dollar, uh, it's even cheaper than that. So uh, it's all about just very simple pricing model, very straightforward. 
uh, easy to understand, and, and the users don't pay anything. That's the most important thing here is users aren't paying network fees. Uh, users aren't paying um, you know, any sort of fees on the transactions they do within the app. Any transactions that are related to um, a developer is, is paid for by the developer. Got it. That's a that's a that's a very good business model, uh, especially with not having the customers or anything to deal with anything. Them just being able to use the application and then uh, having the developers uh, pay the fee for their customers. That's that's a that's very good. Just because the customers don't want to deal with anything, I, I wouldn't want to have to deal with any transaction fees and stuff like that. But yeah, I just want to thank you all again for coming on and. And just talk, being able to talk about hand cash, and maybe when some of these updates do come on, I can have you all back for a much longer episode. Sorry that I, uh, we weren't able to kind of get more information in. Maybe we can reschedule something in the future um, to talk more and talk longer. But before we do head out, and I kind of in uh, the episode here, is there anything else you'd like to mention about hand cash, what you're working on, and anything in that in that ballpark? Well, yeah. Um, you know, the one thing I'll mention is, you know, we'd love to be back on, but I think it would be fun to come back on with some of our partner apps, you know, like, um, and, and introduce them to your community as well. Like the Haste Arcade team, they're great guys. That's one of the nice parts about being in this industry is, you know, we do a lot of, um, a lot of trips around the world, a lot of conferences, you know, everybody wants to talk to us about what's coming up, what's going on. Um, and so we get to do a lot of dinners with these guys. We see them all over and, and they'd love to be guests on the show. Um, one of the things about Handcash is that, you know, it's, it's not just our product, right? It, our product is great. Our product is wonderful. But if, if our product was the only thing that, you know, that, that existed, you know, then you wouldn't have any place to spend that, the, that money. But, you know, the nice part about us is that, you know, we're really like the gasoline that goes into the vehicle. And then, you know, you can put it in a truck or you can put it in a sports car. And and we, we would love to introduce you to some of the different partners that are in our ecosystem and, uh, and let your guests and your um, audience know how they can begin to play and earn uh, with Handcash. No, that would actually be perfect. I will. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep in contact with you all, and maybe we can schedule something for the upcoming weeks. Because uh, I would love to learn, and I think my audience would be important to show how developers are using Handcash and what they think, and how, uh, and just teach the audience um, how to use Handcash and everything like that. So, yeah, that yeah. would be awesome. I, I think. Yeah, I'll, and, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Brad. Oh, I was just going to say really quickly that uh, that you know, for example, one of the partners. You know, they, they're just releasing, you know, I'll introduce them uh, to you on the next episode, but um, they're releasing a no-code tool. So, you know, even if there are some members of your audience that have these great ideas that uh, that are, are clued in and keyed into the Web3 economy and Web3 world, but maybe they're not developers, maybe they don't have coding experience, you know? Well, you know, um, you know, we've seen with chat GPT and, and all this stuff that you actually don't really need uh, to have to have a ton of experience anymore with that, that some of that stuff. You, what you need is creativity and uh, and the ability to see something in a different way. And so, yeah, we'd love to introduce your audience to some of those tools. And go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I just I thought I'd wrap it up with a quick plug. Uh, everybody that's watching, if you're interested in checking out Handcash, uh, check out um, handcash.io, and you can also download Handcash on the iOS and uh, Android. App stores. Awesome. Yeah, and then yeah. reach out to me on Twitter. I'm manifestable as if it 
is able to be manifested, you know, manifest able. Uh, and, you know, let me know that, uh, that you join by listening on the web three weekly podcast. And, you know, I'd love to get you set up. Maybe I'll send you, um, a little bit of, uh, a little bit of USDC to get started so you can test it out. Awesome. Awesome. That's perfect. So and I'll also have the links to everyone's Twitter and hand catch and everything in the, uh, bio. So Great. everyone listening or watching whether whatever platform you're on can access that, but yeah, Brandon, Brett, thank you all again. Um, for coming on, it's always, I'm always thankful for people that are very smart in this space and developing something really cool just to come on, uh, and talk and talk to me, just a small podcast and talk to my audience as well. So thank you all again. If you need anything, feel free to reach out. Um, I'm here to help. I'm here to kind of help put you on a pedestal and, uh, get my audience to know as much about you as possible. And I'll keep updated about, uh, maybe so having some developers on and stuff like that. And we can record a, a part two and then in the coming future, but, um, that's going to be it for me today. Everyone, if everyone listening at home, um, if you want to support the podcast, feel free to share this episode with your friends. Feel free to follow us on any social media, whether that be TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. It's all Web3 Weekly Pod. As you can see, Brett is in uh, a beautiful, uh, in, in beautiful Cancun right now. Uh, and he, I know he's going to go. He's going to get back to uh, enjoying the sun and having a great time. But everyone, thank you all for listening again. And this has been Web3 Weekly. See you guys.